It is the 200 level episode 193 as Illinois is back in the NCAA tournament with a 39 to 21 lead at halftime against the 16 seeded Drexel Dragons. A little bit iffy there at the beginning. I think maybe some jitters. I know I felt it. One versus 16 matchup, and yet there's still that anxiety of your first NCAA tournament game in eight days. And I'm sure that these guys felt it too. But so far, so good, and a really good end to that first half. Mike Carpenter here on the 200 level and welcoming on Isaac Ambrose. Now, Isaac, full disclosure, first, I'm going to make you a co-host here in the Zoom room. Now, are you taking an extended lunch break? What's, what's your setup look like? Yeah, I am, actually. But luckily, my boss, pretty laid back. He let everybody kind of have an extended lunch break. And we luckily have... Um, we have a four TV setup like in the front of the office. Oh, nice. Tends to have project updates, time, time sheets, you know, what what jobs we're doing today. But today it's got the March Madness games on. So I just came into the back office here and I'm watching on my laptop so we can do this podcast. But yeah, the game's on. Nobody's really working today. I mean, I imagine at least half of Champagne is probably taking the day off. I don't know if you saw the line at Cam's that's making the, the rounds oh, on gosh. Twitter. Oh, my God. It's a block long. I, I do notice I went on my run today, and it's a it's a beautiful day. It's warming up. The sun's yeah. out. And I went on the outskirts of campus, and you could sense a buzz. And you saw the orange Desumu jerseys and, and all the Illini swag. And it was kind of cool to know that campus is feeling this, too, because back when I was in school, my freshman year was when Dean and James were seniors. So I got a little taste of it. But it's really cool to see 16 years later that these, I say kids, because they kind of are, they actually get a share in this, too. Oh, yeah, a lot of... I mean, think a lot of college students, they're younger than me, so there's no way they remember the 2005 season. So it's been forever. And they were pretty young even when Brandon Paul took the took the squad God, to the tournament were, back in 2013. Like fourth so, grade or something. Like something ridiculous <laughs> yeah, they, like that. Oh, I my God. I think I was in eighth grade. I remember watching at my buddy's house. But I got to admit, this is, this is pretty torturous feeling like <laughs> you're at work, but you kind of got to work. And there's games on and all through college, man, we would all skip class all day. I hate to admit it. And oh, it's fine. That's what you should do. Pull four TVs into one room. And sadly, Illinois was never playing. But um, now actually having to feel like I need to get some stuff done. It's not the greatest feeling in the world, but that's what the weekend's for, I guess. Yeah, and fortunately, if Illinois can hold on to this lead on Sunday, you'll have a, a clear conscience in terms of work stuff. And then it would get interesting if you make it to the... Sweet 16 and Elite 8, because the Sweet 16 games will be next weekend, so Saturday and Sunday, but the Elite 8 games, I'm guessing all prime time, I would assume, would be the following Monday and Tuesday. So it's an interesting setup. We're so used to that Thursday through Sunday, but I love, Isaac, that it is early. We get this game before the other 13 games are played today, including our side of the bracket with Loyola Chicago versus Georgia Tech, and then, of course, you got Tennessee and Oklahoma State playing their games, too. Now, Full disclosure to our listeners, Trevor has some stuff that he had to take care of today, but we are sure that he'll be back with us on Sunday. So it's just going to be me and Isaac today during the second half of Illinois Drexel. And Isaac, you're streaming it on your laptop, you said. I have a GMC add-on. I don't know if that does any good for you or not. GMC. Yep, that's exactly where I am. Now I got Mass Mutual? Uh, I am still on GMC. Okay. This is good podcasting. Yeah. And, well, I tell you what we'll do. Uh, I'm on Mass Mutual. Okay. So I think we're about ten seconds apart. So when we get to right as they inbound it, I'll hit pause, and then you just let me know when they inbound it on your end. Okay. And okay. Then, then we'll I mean, be matched. It's up. kind of funny. It's kind of funny too because the past week or so, we were having internet issues. Like we had the internet company come in six or seven times, and being the communications guy, a lot of people just relegated that job to me. And the whole time I'm like, Oh my gosh, can you imagine being at work and then not being able to watch the game because of the internet? So Torture. luckily we got it fixed yesterday morning. Um, and now we are using all of the possible bandwidth that I think you can use. So thank the Lord for uh, fast internet. Yeah, they always ask the younger guys, so how do you work this newfangled internet thing? So, uh, okay, Isaac, I'm going to hit the sponsors real quick. And then, like I said, as we get back to it, you'll just let me know uh, when they tip off on your end. And then I'll, I'll just have mine paused and ready to match up with yours. 
Uh, 200 level brought to you by DP Doe. And why not deliver, or I should say, order a delicious calzone today and get it delivered to your house? They deliver anywhere in Champion Urbana. And you can get $5 calzones using coupon code Mike at dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping you want. Some of their favorites, like the Maui Wowie and the Buffer Zone. I get the feeling that a lot of those kids at CAMS will be venturing their way over to DP Doe later. So if you are in the outskirts of campus and you're one of those, I can't deal with those kids, then just have them deliver it. DP Doe. Dot com. Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. Got the new Corey Bradford t shirt. I got the Conference Champions t shirt on its way in. And you know there's going to be more swag as we go through this month. Those guys are tremendous at what they do. So go to fourthandkirby.com. That's coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Rectorconstruction.com. That's for Rector Construction, everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. I have not yet seen the TV ad with Isaac Ambrose in it. Hopefully, sometime in the second half we might. Uh, but hey, give them a call today at 217-281-7000 or visit online at rectorconstruction.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian will hook you up with great State Farm prices and personalized service that makes the process super easy. I can vouch for it. It was so easy. So go to brianismyguy.com. Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level. Okay, so Isaac, right now I got the commentators back up. I'll be pausing right before the inbound so we can get going. And uh, real quick, as we watched that first half, I was tight for the first 16 minutes of game action. And I tweeted out that how we finish this half is really going to be important because if it's a single-digit game and then Drexel starts thinking they can win, then it might be tight and jittery for the rest of the way. But no, Illinois immediately went on this great run, and then with a couple minutes to go, they found themselves up 15, 16, and they end up 18 points. So were you at any point nervous? And if so, what was the moment where you felt like, oh, okay, we're good? Yeah, I was getting anxious a little. Not anxious but just frustrated because you knew i think i texted like drexel is not in your league but you tend to have this thing where you play down your competition sometimes and this is the worst team you've played probably since the beginning of the season yeah and you were kind of messing around a little bit you could tell like drexel was not like playing so well you were just turning the ball over missing layups and Georgie seemed to like resort back to his old self a little bit. Oh, look at this. And, uh, real quick, guys. Like, this is an interesting start to the half before they even inbound it. There was a administrative technical on Drexel because they didn't put a guy's name in the scorebooks. How about that? No way. So we're up 19 going into the second half. That's I've never seen that. Never. That's a very bizarre way. So <laughs> what? He, he was the first big man off the bench. I'm reading the closed captioning here. Okay, I'm going to pause because they're about to inbound, and you just let me know when we get underway. But Illinois will start this half okay. up 19 instead of 18. So that's not a bad break there. Um, okay, I think we're about to get underway here. Okay, they're inbounding right now. All right, let's go. Here we go. So Drexel will start off with the ball here. We'll do a little bit of play-by-play, -play and hopefully we can go macro for a good chunk of this podcast, a busy day of hoops ahead of us. Drexel with the ball with 19.50 to go. This big man, number 51, has taken a few mid-range jumpers today. This is Xavier something rather. He gets the ball picked from Trent Frazier. Here's the run up, and it is good. Trent Frazier has 11, Isaac, 42-21, Illinois. He's been great. He and Trent, you know, with Io for me, when Io gets going to the basket, I almost feel confident, like, okay, this is either going to go in or he's going to get fouled. And I've started to feel like that with Trent recently. Like when he gets the ball and goes downhill, good things seem to happen. They, they certainly have been in the last couple of weeks. And he's one of those guys as that 51 makes a mid-range jumper for Drexel. As, as you see Trent making those two-point baskets, he's had a few mid-range jumpers today too. But then you see him going in transition. And that's like freshman, sophomore year Trent. So offensively, it's exciting to see him get going as he's taking it to the hoop again. Ah, oh, Kofi cannot finish the alley-oop, but it looks like he'll go to the line. This is Trevor's favorite time of any game. So Isaac, let's play our favorite game. How many free throws will Kofi make? Zero, one, or two? I'm going to say two. I'm going to go in the middle here. I'm going to go with one. He's going to make a second. I presume that this is a shooting foul because it was an alley-oop and he got fouled on the way up. So we'll check that. That, 
that alley-oop in the first half was one of my favorite trophy yeah. dunks. It was pretty sick. Because he just completely ate up the defender, and the defender had no chance. Kofi's first one is All up. Right. All right, that's one. That's one. So we'll see if he can't get... I'm rooting for you, Isaac. I want him to make both. I want him to get in a little bit of a heater and from the line. The thing about the Kofi free throws, too, is it's like he finds different ways to hit the rim. I've seen him miss well short. I've seen him miss long, back left, back right. So... And ah, let's see what happens here. Just one. Okay. So 43 23. gummit indeed. Nine points for Kofi. He's four for five from the field. I think, what, one for three from the line? Did he have a free throw attempt in the first half? Yeah, he. Okay. that's what I was saying in the it first half. He shot it completely off the front side of the rim. Yeah, whoops. Okay, here's the take to the rim. And we got to travel. So I, let's talk about Adam Miller there. Defense on that possession. There's a confidence with which he's playing, Isaac, that has me really excited. Of course, for the next hopefully six games, but beyond that, th- this kid has polish and now he's starting to play like, yeah, I'm going to be a star sooner rather than later. And people can get on Adam Miller all season for not being as hot of a shooter as we thought. And that can still clearly oh, happen in his future. Oh, Jacob Grandison has oh, to go with the it. reverse layup. It was a great feed from Io, but he does not finish. Drexel with the ball and they're taking it to the rim and Kofi with the block. That was jeez. That was twelve feet in the air. I want to. I need to see this yeah. again. Okay, so let's watch the arc of this shot. I say more like eleven, but he got up at the yeah. absolute peak of that shot. Goodness gracious! You you gotta imagine Fletch is like, hey, if we can get you a little bit better of a vertical, you could probably touch the top of the backboard. He's just so oh, great yeah. board. Yeah, great board from Kofi there. So Illinois with the ball, forty three twenty three. Trent trying to take it to the rim. He finds Kofi. Kofi corrals it. Nice balance, up and in. That is pretty great patience, Isaac. <laughs> Man, forty five twenty three. I got to imagine, Cart. Most most games are gotta. I mean. Who has a big that it's one thing to have a big as tall as Kofi, and it's another thing to have a big that is similar size to Kofi. I mean, you think of Liam Robbins, he's as tall as Kofi, but Kofi dominated him because he's so much bigger. Right, right. Uh, Drexel misses another shot. And to that point, let's say Illinois wins this and then they play Loyola Chicago against that Crutwig kid who is a good big, there's no doubt. And this, now we're going the other way. Io misses one. But we've seen that. When Kofi has played, oh, wow, Trent with a pickpocket. Okay, Adam Miller on the break here. He's got Io. He feeds Io, and that's a lay-in. 47-23 Illinois, so it's a 24-point lead. Love the aggressiveness so far. It's as if, Isaac, they realize, okay, this is what we should be doing in this game, and now they're doing it. So that's exciting to see. Yeah, it's as simple as fast breaks and just taking it to the hoop and playing like, Drexel does not have the basketball players to keep up with you. They, they, you were just missing shots in the first half. So just keep attacking them and then you can maybe work some things out. Oh my God. Kofi. Jeez. (laughs) He misses the dunk. Don't you just feel so bad for that number 51? He's probably six, seven. So he's big by normal people standards. But what can you do? And I, I gotta be honest, I'm a little surprised that Kofi didn't get the foul called on him. But here's the thing. Isaac, if that's how they're going to call Kofi this tournament, we're golden. It's one officiating yeah, crew, gonna, but I mean, that that would be a great sign if that's how they're going to call it. Kofi's going to have a lot of chances to increase his free throw percentage, that's for sure. All right, zero, one, or two. How many? I'm going with one again. Two. Ah, oh, he misses the first. Gosh, dang. Fortunately, in this game, it doesn't matter. But back, back to the Adam Miller point, though, yes. he if you're like a high school coach or something, Adam Miller is a great story because Mr. Basketball coming out of high school and so much hype. And then he wasn't the star of this team. And now he's gotten way better on defense. He makes hustle plays. He's learned to transition into his role instead of just being selfish. There's one for Kofi. So 48-23, looks like some substitutions here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you mentioned this year the frustrations that we've had with Adam Miller have been almost solely based on, well, why isn't he shooting 45% from three, which has been unrealistic. And we were also spoiled by that first weekend where we just assumed he's going to be Big Ten freshman of the year. But it has been encouraging, Isaac, to see that in this growth of his, he has been, oh, good defense. Okay, I thought Trent was going to get yet another steal. And that's a nice take from Drexel, but good D from Crabello. So 48 to 23. 
Iowa with the ball, 16-20 to go. But yeah, to the point of Adam Miller, Isaac, all year long, he's been ridiculously consistent on defense, a great rebounder. He's played this role, which means that next year, what he has to take on that alpha dog scoring role, he has all the other tools ready to go, which makes me think that this is going to be a fairly seamless transition for him from offensive role player to the guy that has to shoot at 12, 13 times a game. And people forget too. I mean, shooters shoot no matter high school, college, MBA, but this is, this I think is the three point line in college is three feet behind what it would be in high school. So that's mm-hmm. an adjustment too. And you just love that Adam's putting in the effort on the glass when his shots aren't going in because Effort is something you can control no matter what. Okay, that was great defense by Georgie. That was just a good fadeaway jumper by this 51 guy, 48 to 25. Georgie kept him in front of him, forced him to take the tough shot. So I'm overall encouraged by that. Now, Georgie's offensive performance, a little bit flailing all over the place today, but uh, he's doing some good things. Oh, Curbelo. Oh, he should have just taken the layup. Now to DeMonte, up and good. DeMonte with the layup on the take. He's doing everything, yeah, he's gotten so much better going to the hoop. He, I, I hope he comes back next year. I don't know if he's oh, a European gosh, pro kind of guy. I mean, that's the glue guy that you'd have. Oh, here we go. Eye on the break. Dunk it, baby. Yes. Let's go. 52 to 25. We have, what do they call it? A palindrome score. 52 25. Yeah. Illinois leading by 27 with 15 to go. Timeout. Drexel. We can, I think, breathe a little bit here, Isaac, if we weren't already at halftime. That's a heck of a start. Yeah. Heck of a start to the second half. I I mean, I'm going to be surprised if everyone seed, like I know Illinois fans were frustrated. I was frustrated a little bit in the first half just because you're like, okay, we should be killing these guys already. But I don't think we're the only one seed that's going to have a little frustration like in the first half of games. Like, do I think the one seed's going to lose? No. But now if you turn on uh, Michigan, I'm if they don't go up 30 to five at the beginning of the game, I'm not going to be that surprised. Like sure. everybody's coming to Indy. Everybody is adjusting to this weird COVID schedule. So if we start off a little cold from the field, like we did, then it's not going to be that surprising. Now, if next game in the uh, round of 32, we're still looking like that, it's going to be a little bit more concerning, especially because your opponent is going to be so much better. But to just come out and expect to go up 30 to one or whatever right away, it's not exactly realistic. I think it was five to two Drexel. And I had to fight against my worst instincts. You know, first game in eight years in the NCAA tournament and thinking, oh, come on now, don't don't get frustrated yet. I didn't, but it's amazing how there's that little tinge in the back of your head, it's like, okay, should I be pissed off now? No, 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 it's fine. And what I'm most encouraged by is... Well, every time... Yeah, go, go, Isaac. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I um, I might be a little bit behind you, but again, for the first time, we've only played a handful of bad minutes like the past month yeah. of basketball. I mean, you played a few sloppy minutes against Iowa, and then you corrected yourself, and you played a few sloppy minutes against Ohio State, and... But again, those were better teams. So sloppy minutes are more understanding. Again, it's like you forget what it's like to not play lights out basketball because it's been 95% of that like the past month or two. Yeah, and I think that the carryover effect here, despite the opponent, is that the defense has been there. And I really do think the defensive intensity has been there all game, despite probably some jitters and some nerves, which are totally understandable. And Drexel has gotten nothing easy. The shots they have made have been mostly contested. They've missed a few open threes, but, you know, that's... uh, I know that 51, when Georgie's on him, he tends to let him sit 18 feet out and not really challenge him. But, you know, for the most part, that is what encourages me, Isaac, regardless of opponent on Sunday. And this is what's going to be fun about today. We're going to get this podcast out. And as we go forward in this podcast, we'll kind of have to talk about all the possibilities First of Sunday for an 8-9 game. And then also what's going to happen at the bottom side of our bracket with Oklahoma State and Tennessee. So we'll we'll save that, let's say, until what? The under 8, if Illinois is still cruising, doing their thing. But yeah, this is kind of fun. I'm going to check the scoreboard real quick because I know that Florida and Virginia Tech, wow, tied up at 64 after Virginia Tech just made a 3 with 2 <laughs> seconds to go. Wow. 
Did you see that Colgate game that Arkansas went on like a 17-0 run to end the half? Yeah, it was and incredible. Another crazy stat is this is Colgate's sixth game of the year, I think. Sixth? Let's see. Six or seven? I swear it's their, that's they've, what I saw. 16th. They've played 15, but that's it. And if I look at it here, they had a stretch from, let's see. God, they just had a lot of games. They didn't play a, their first game until January 2nd. So there you go. That's why they've only played. This is their 16th game of the year, but they're hanging tough. Five point deficit. And we have a, oh, here's Iowa in the break again. Come on, Adam. Finish, baby. Whoa. 54 to 25. Adam Miller goes Beautiful from his left play. to his right. Holy cow. Wow. Love the aggressiveness from him. I know, you know, consider the opponent, but we're starting to see more aggressiveness from Miller too. And it's kind of been in waves, Isaac, where he started doing the mid-range a little bit more, but now you start to see him take it to the basket and actually finish around the basket. So it's like he's just continually adding and diversifying his offense. That's that's exciting. I think you could you could clearly see the first few weeks, first couple months of the season, Adam was adjusting to the bodies and the paint in the Big Ten because even if you play in Chicago and one of the best probably areas to play high school basketball in the country, there's not big 10 centers in the lane. And I imagine just adjusting to when you go into the paint, seeing big boys like that, you're not able to dunk on them. Like he probably was in high school and it's just an adjustment. And, but you're right. He's developed pretty much every facet of his offensive skill set. Now, if that three-point percentage starts picking back up, Look people out. are going to have to respect him more. Yep. And then he's going to be able to go inside more. And again, just getting used to, I think, taking the contact from guys that are just bigger than him. Um, that's that's going to be huge for his game. He's so quick, too. Here's a total aside that you can do in games where you're up by 27 points. Since he started tying his... Would those be cornrows? Is that what that, that style would be called? Since he started, yes. I think so, because dreadlocks are longer, but his, his braided hair, and now since he started tying it at the back of his head instead of just letting it flow, he has been awesome. Now, I'm, that's a yeah. complete coincidence, but I, I got to say, we were an all-hair team anyway, and his style, it works. He looks good out there. I think so, too. I mean, he had that little mop thing going on yeah. for like Didn't a like couple that. weeks. Didn't like it. No, but when they grew out a little bit and he tied them back, he actually looks pretty, pretty smooth. And that would be a, a like a Jeremy type stat right there is um, <laughs> Adam Miller's statistics by hairstyle. But um, I would love to, it'd be awesome if in the future, just like how D Brown, you know, people wear the people wear the headbands and stuff for D Brown. If we could get like some IO Desumu wigs and you just have like, all that's almost like, Goku from Dragon Ball Z type hair. See Harry Black. Harry Black would appreciate that. I am. I am yes. not very well tuned on my Dragon Ball Z. And by the way, possible pun title. If you can think of a way to tie Dragon Ball Z into the title, then there we go. But I've been struggling I thinking, with it. I was thinking. Have you seen the movie Aragon? You know, like the dragon movie. No, I did There's not see that. Too. Okay, I did not okay, see it though. So it might not hit, but I was thinking Iogon. But that might be too <laughs> much of a stretch. Um, it's 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 a bit obscure and here's here's my obscure reference and i say obscure but like people love game of thrones i loved it until the final season and then one of the books i think is called dance with dragons but i know that that could be ripe for someone else's title and the last thing i want to do is put a podcast up and then all of a sudden jeremy because he's a game of thrones fan too he puts dance with dragons and then before you know we got a bunch of dragon references so that's where i've been stuck on it and trying to think mm -hmm. how do we wrangle in dragon ball z how do we do that? Could, yeah, Dragon Ball. Yeah, Game of Thrones would be an easy route to go. Like Mother of Dragons, uh, Father of Dragon. Oh, my. That three-pointer from Virginia Sorry. Tech? Yeah. yeah. So here's the situation in that game. Florida just had to make a free throw to ice it. They missed it. Virginia Tech was seven wow. seconds to go. They went down and tied it up with a three. So that game's going OT. That is in the Ohio State bracket. And there's this weird kind of sexy upset pick I've seen about Oral Roberts against Ohio State. Now, I will say, Isaac, I think I will take Oral Roberts plus the 16 or whatever because Ohio State tends mm -hmm. to play closer games for whatever reason. Three-pointer from Drexel is up. No good. Another board for Illinois. But yeah, I, I think that Oral Roberts will keep it closer than the 16 points that I'm seeing. I'll never forget when I hated myself for it. But I think it was the same tournament that Brandon Paul took you to the game where you lost to Miami, sadly. And... 
Missouri got upset in the first yes. round by Norfolk State. Yep. And I had Missouri because, you know, when you do tournament picks, you can't just pick the same champion as everyone else. So I had Missouri winning it all. And I hated myself for it because it's Missouri. And then I really hated myself for it. But it was also kind of nice seeing them get upset so early. That was that was an interesting, interesting year. And that Colorado game, too, round one was just oh, it was ugly. brutal because I think we took a, a sizable lead. Let's say, you know, 11, 12 points. And then we just didn't score for like eight, nine, 10 minutes I, in the second half. We just oh, Adam Miller again. Unbelievable. Takes it to the rim. It's yeah, a 31 point Illinois lead, 56 to 25 with 13, 15 to go. But it's funny because I on that day, Isaac, it was sunny like this, but it was about 70 degrees. And for the TNJ show, this is way back, TNJ show, we did a remote uh, three there from Drexel, 56 to 28. We did a remote from Jupiter's at the crossing. Pretty sure it was like a 3.30 game. So we did like a 1 to 3.30 special early edition. And we watch it there. Illinois wins. It didn't matter how they won it. We were just like, ah, we won an NCAA tournament game. All, we're all feeling John Gross at that point. Two days later, the Miami game, which is one of the biggest moral victories I've had as an Illini fan. You know, you felt sad, but you felt good, if that makes sense. And it was a blizzard. We had about 12 inches of snow as that Miami-Illinois game is going on. So that just compounded the loss because I had to go out and shovel a bunch of crap. Here's Trent on the break. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Adam Miller with the ball. I remember not wanting to go to school the next day because that was a Sunday night. I it was mean, a Sunday right? night game. That's right. It got, yep. I, it wasn't super late, but it was one of those where it's like, oh, God. Like, I, because it felt like we had, I, I don't want to say we got screwed. There was the bad call, right? But you still lost by four. You, you basically, that call was at the moment where you had a chance to take the lead, I think. Yeah. But you weren't, I don't yep. think at any point in that game, Unless I'm not remembering it correctly, maybe in the first half you led, but uh, I, I think yeah you kept it close. I remember Brandon Paul had like uh, down he went all the way down the court and dunked or made a layup to at the end of yes, the half to okay. put you down like two or three, and then you had a couple chances to take the lead there at the end and you just could not capitalize on like missed threes and oh Coleman Hawkins is in. yeah okay so oh my god what a feed from Curbelo to Kofi fifty eight to twenty eight Kofi. I'm telling you, man, come back, make all that money off your likeness, be national player of the year as Curbelo feeds you 12 times a game. I mean, Kofi would be Get better be at your free throws. Get better at your free throws, yeah. I mean, he'd be a national player of the year favorite, I would think. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, think about all the other guys. He had, there's not going to be a Cade Cunningham, I don't think. Uh, Jared Butler's an upperclassman. Io's an upperclassman. Garza's an upperclassman. All of his other, all the people ahead of him pretty much this year are going to be gone. Yeah. Um, unless they somehow take advantage of the COVID rule. But um, Whoa. And a lot of the Cade Cunningham Trapello. type, <laughs> great take. Yeah. A lot of the Cade Cunningham type players now are just going to the G League. So yeah. we'll see. Um, I can't, I got to imagine Kofi can shatter some field goal percentage and points records if he comes back. I would think so. We got a little touch foul on Kofi, so this will be another media timeout. Real quick, I'm going to hit one of our sponsors here, DP Doe. Online at DP Doe. Oh, my God. That pass from Corbello was between that guy's legs. I need to... Oh, oh my, my God. <sighs> that was there great. Was like, I, I, I'm not crediting the right person. Sorry, Cart, but somebody You're posted fine. a video yesterday, and it was just like two and a half minutes straight of Corbello dunks and every single... Or of Corbello assists. And every single assist is just like, how how did he see that? Like, does he have x-ray vision or something? Yeah, I think it was the boardroom, that the, their podcast. Or maybe it yep, was the yep, field yep, pass. Yep. It was one of the Illini board podcasts that put that one up. And yeah, it was quite the collection. Uh, real quick, DPDO online at dpdo.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 Cal Zones and $6 premium and construction zones. And they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That's dpdo.com. And while we're at this break, a reminder that at fourthandkirby.com, you can use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. I got my conference champions t-shirt coming in. Got my Corey Bradford t-shirt. I got my, um, see, I got my Kofi jersey right, Isaac? That's my game day thing. But all the days in between, I need a lot of swag. And fourth, fortunately, 4th and Kirby has the hookup for that. So go to 4th and Okay, so here we are with 11.15 to go. Let's take a look at the box score here and see how some of the individual performers are going. 60 to 31, Illinois. And as I look at the stat sheet, we have Kofi with 14 
on six of, uh, six of seven shooting. That's not a surprise, Isaac. Io with 13, nine rebounds, three assists. Trent with 11 on five of eight shooting. That's awesome. Adam Miller with 10 on four for five shooting and four boards. Grandison had the one nice take. He's only got a bucket. DeMonte with four, Andre with four and five assists. And Georgie with two on one of six shooting. Uh, but whatever. So you're shooting 56.3%. Drexel shooting 24.5. And you only have four turnovers. And here's one thing I was wanting to focus on for a second, Isaac. We know that turnovers were a bugaboo of this team. But if you look at the Big Ten tournament, they played pretty clean ball against really good teams. Drexel, you got to consider the opponent. They aren't really pressuring you on defense, but only four turnovers. I think bodes well, even if you do play the Loyola team that has the number one Ken Palm defensive efficiency. I think that's a good sign. And yeah, you have to imagine too, like Loyola hasn't, I'm not going to completely discredit them, but they haven't played an offense like Illinois. I'm going to imagine. So there's no way that they're able to keep you completely at bay. And yeah, the turnovers haven't been as big of an issue. I think the last time turnovers were really bad was um, the Wisconsin game without Iowa, where you had like 20-something turnovers, but every time you didn't turn it over, you basically did something amazing or forced Wisconsin into a bad shot. So keep those, keep those down. And really, it's nice when the only concern you kind of have with the team is free throws. Um, I mean, it's not nice to have any concern, but you literally have every other problem pretty much figured out. And again, like we've said before, if you take Kofi out of the free throw situation, that's not much of a problem either. So again, it's going to, I don't know how teams are going to exploit Illinois. It'll be interesting to see until you get deeper in this tourney. You know, I'm glad you brought that point up about Kofi's free throws and the team free throws being two distinct entities. And when we got a foul here on... Is it another on Kofi? Careful, Kofi. I don't want to see him start picking up stupid fouls here. I think that would be his third if he's not careful. Eh, Maybe not. Let's check here. Okay, I don't know who that foul was on. Here's a three from Drexel. So they've hit a few here. It's 60 to 34. It's a 26-point lead, and I think Underwood might be a little frustrated with some loose defense because those have been pretty easy looks for Drexel. So we see, I think, Grandison coming back in. Here's Trent on the left side of the perimeter with 10.45 to go. Coleman Hawkins at the top of the key looking for Kofi. Nice entry pass and the dunk. Almost a foul on 51. It's just, it's too easy. And I know you're going to get Cameron (laughs) Krutwig if you move on or Georgia Tech in a weird way, Isaac. To avoid the narrative, I was going to be rooting for Georgia Tech anyway. But now that their stud Moses is out, then I want them even more. I just got to think you could really capitalize on that against them. Yeah, I'm not completely counting out Georgia Tech yet because they do have a few other good players. And again, Loyola hasn't played anybody that big. The ACC was down this year, but Georgia Tech found a way to win the tournament. And man, that would be a nice break to have to play them without the ACC player of the year. Kofi, oh, gets his own board. It's a long board. Oh Kofi, my. whoa, what a off the backboard with nice touch, back up 30. Kofi is just getting getting his whenever he wants it. And I know it won't be that easy going forward, consider the matchup. But listen, he is, I think I got to give Kedrick Prince actually credit for this. And, I, and my dad said the same thing. Io is your best player. We would all agree. And then there's the most valuable player, which has to do with which guy changes everything. And if you look, Isaac, at how this team played without Io, that's no indictment against Io, but I think that just tells you that when Kofi's on the court, that elevates everybody else. So I, I do understand where an argument would come in that Kofi is your most valuable if you want to really focus on that word valuable, because he does change everything. I, I think that's actually an interesting uh, discussion. Oh, 100%. I mean, just based off his size, defensively, anytime somebody goes into the paint, they have to shoot over a seven-foot person. Like, that completely changes one side of the ball. And when you have somebody that big down low, that completely changes your offense. So when it comes to just, like, personal one-person impact, it's Kofi. But when it comes to taking over a game completely, you got to probably still give it to Io just because Kofi is limited offensively. And then again, if the other team doesn't have a big man, like Kofi is unstoppable. Like Io could have a cold night, 
But even if Kofi's having a bad mental game, he can still get six inches from the rim and dunk almost whenever he wants. All right, here's that 51 with a baseline jumper. Kudos to this kid, man. He he makes the baseline jumper, this Butler kid, and he's got eight points and 11 rebounds. Now, the rebound thing is interesting because Kofi's got like four boards on the day, and you know that Underwood and Antigua are going to be on his ass about that. But uh, I, I got to give this Butler credit credit because he's still shooting it. He's still going for it. We get an off uh, Iowa one of the foul there, and instead Illinois will take the ball out of bounds down up 28 with 8.28 to go. But hey, I, the way I look at it, Isaac, if you can cruise and still have things that Underwood can be pissed off about, all the better. Oh, I think regardless of how you finish the game, there was things about to get fired up about as, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Curbelo. This is why... He just has... Yeah, same touch. Th- this is why, Isaac. We know Io, we know Kofi, but the reason I pick Illinois to win it all this year, and I do so unironically, no tongue in cheek, not because my Twitter moniker is fanboy carp, because I legitimately think now the way that Andre Corbello is playing, you're playing better than anybody in the country. So, yeah, th- there's your guy, hey, and that's why. Oh wait, wait, we got a break here. Io, we got Grandison. Oh, God. The, whoa, <laughs> a little too far, but Grandison with great recovery. And it is a layup on an alley oopish kind of thing, 68 to 36. Wow. That was a terrible oop. It was awful, but, but Grandison, man, kudos to him. I think, Carp, remember, even before the season, and we can keep bringing this up, we were concerned who was going to be that consistent three person. And Curbelo has been your best three person so far this year in this stretch, because there's times where it feels like Curbelo is going to take over the game and nobody can stop him no matter what you do. So the fact that you have somebody coming off the bench that can get to anywhere they want on the court without you being able to stop it and talk about a player that makes Kofi even better too. All Kofi needs to do is get the ball six inches from. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> he is unstoppable. Curbella with an unbelievable take. Hey, wh- where's the headband? Am I missing the headband today? Is he going headband? Oh, yeah, he's not wearing it. Interesting. See, I just as a t shirt came out with the face of hit. Okay, yeah. another shot. Here's the thing Drexel's starting to make shots here. And I mean, whatever, you're up 29 points. But boy, I tell you what, when this team gets out and runs, and this is what would be interesting about Loyola matchup, is that it is two very distinct styles. Curbella with a three, no good. Okay, that was a little, bit, a little bit of a heat check there. But, man, um, I even forgot what I was going to say. That was just quite a flurry from Curbella. But yeah, I think if you look at the stats the last few games for Curbella, really going back the last three weeks, Isaac, take out the seven-point game against Rutgers, where he played, I think, 15 minutes total. Oh, my God. <laughs> Travel on Kofi probably were a few too many steps. Seventy to forty-one, NBA, maybe. Yeah, going to break here. I think. Or do we have a break? Oh, Kofi, he's a little ticked off about That's that. Hilarious. Pretty, pretty awesome stretch there. That's a lot of highlight real stuff from the Salani team against the 16 seed Drexel. Dragons. I'm going back to count real quick how many steps he took. All right. Yeah, I mean, I gotta think. If we're being honest, one, two, three, four. Okay. Okay. That was only twice the amount you're supposed to take. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick, as we got a break here, got to remind you that the 200 levels brought to you by Rector Construction, online at R E C T O R Construction.com for everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. You can trust the guys at Rector Construction, not just for great work, but these guys have been great to the community as well. Go online to rectorconstruction.com or give them a call at 217-281-7000 for a free estimate today. And State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, Brian and his staff will hook you up with great State Farm prices and personalized service that makes the entire process super easy. That's Brian Hansen, your State Farm agent. Brian is my guy. Dot com. Okay, so now we are under seven minutes to go, Isaac. I think we can start talking about what the rest of the weekend may look like. And you have Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech coming up here. I think tip is at 3.30? Yeah. Okay. It's. I think it's a little after three, like a weird time or whatever. I got my handy-dandy chart here. So Loyola Chicago, Georgia Tech, it is tipping off at 3 o'clock Central. 
And okay. we have Loyola Chicago. Last time I checked, was a five and a half point favorite. Unfortunately, cannot bet on that in the state of Illinois. Five and a half is a lot of points, I think, Isaac, for a Georgia Tech team that even without their best player has some pretty good guard play. And Josh Pastner, if anything, can recruit. Uh, just a few of the metrics here Georgia Tech at 34 in the net, Loyola at 10. And the BPI, if anyone uses that anymore, Georgia Tech 35, Loyola 21. And then in the Ken Palm, Georgia Tech 31. Ken Palm, uh, Loyola is nine, which is absurd. So as we look at this game, would we say we're both not, I don't know about certain, but probably 60, 70% Loyola is going to take care of it? Yeah. I, I mean, definitely if Moses Wright was playing, I would say closer to 50-50 because a lot of times a team that everyone sleeps on is the team that, Again, they get Baltimore material. Like, imagine playing a mid-major team and you're the team that just won the ACC championship and people are just picking you to lose. And, again, I'm, I can't say I've watched a ton of Loyola basketball. I do remember watching the Wisconsin-Loyola game, which Wisconsin won. And part of me feels like if Loyola had not done what they did a few years ago in the tournament, right? Yeah. How much of this would, how much of this buzz would be, or how much less would the buzz be if they like hadn't been to the tournament in forever and nobody knew who Sister Jean was and they just happened to be a good team from um, their their conference? I'm blanking on the conference, but yeah, Valley, um, yeah, the Valley, Missouri Valley Conference, and um, I I feel pretty confident and us beating whoever we play. But yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'll probably take the Ramblers. I would too, but you know, it, it will be interesting because I think there is just a difference in athleticism. So if Georgia Tech can somehow dictate the pace at all, and they got some decent guards where maybe they can at least for a bit, I will be interested to see, as Io Corral's rebound here, nice job, that you know this Loyola team, I think you're spot on with that. I think that what they did a few years ago only heightens that... Um, kind of prestige factor that they have because they made the final four back in what? I think it was 2018, 2019. And they, they lost to John Beeline's Michigan team in the national semifinal. Yep. Oh, here's Granison dunk. Nice. nice. But yeah, as I look at this Loyola team and a possible matchup with them, to be honest, it's the narrative that bothers me more than the actual matchup. Just because there is that small chance that they spring the upset and then you'll never hear the end of it from Chicago media about the sweet darling Cinderella loyal of Chicago. And I got to say too, you know, sister Jean, I'm glad that Dan Bernstein said this on Chicago sports radio. What's the story? And what he was getting at is, okay, she's old. She's a nun. And okay, what else in this March madness where you have all these players with amazing stories, it's no offense against sister Jean, but why do we continue to harp on this thing as if she's a mask? And I guess she is kind of a mascot for them. So listen, sweet lady, it's not about her, but I frankly don't want to deal with that when I'm watching a basketball game. I don't need to see sweet sister Jean when I got my like, you know, my sort of gorilla monkey man sports dude instincts going on. I just... I don't oh, know if that makes any sense he, or not. <laughs> no, for sure. And it gets to a point where like, yes, it was a cool story. It was awesome that Loyola did what they did a few years ago. And they happened to have a hundred year old nun lady like as their <laughs> mascot, because that's probably the opposite of the person you would think that they would be getting motivation from. But now it's like, okay, like she's still alive, which is awesome. And that's all there is to her. And like you said, there's so many people that have to have amazing stories. I mean, there's so many stories that you can have just because it's a weird COVID year. Um, hopefully they don't spend a lot of time focusing on it. And we just focus. Oh my gosh. God. An alley-oop from IO to Jacob Grandison. Grandison's got hops. Yeah, he does. Wow. And that one he got, he didn't throw that behind him that time. That was a great alley-oop. So 19 assists for Illinois. I got a text from my buddy Andrew. He's like, get, get Io out of there. I think now you do. At the under four timeout, just get him out of there. Oh, yeah, for sure. 74 let, to 43. The, you got to let the the walk-ons in Underwood play for a few minutes of a tournament game just because they're a heart and soul of the team, you know, and then they can say they actually played in an NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think they'll get that chance here. 74 to 43, Io. I would assume we'll take one more shot here. 
Taking it to the left. He's kind of stuck. He finds Grandison. Back to Io. We got 10 on the shot clock. 3.43 to go. Oh, my. What a crossover. Of course it's good. All right, he's back, Isaac. Io's back. Yeah. Don't you get that feeling like... I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. I, I bet my, you you could probably compare this. When Michael Jordan would get that, would get people on his back and kind of get that turnaround jumper, you probably started to feel like, oh, it's it's going in as if he was shooting a right-handed layup with yes. nobody on him. Like, that's how I feel when Io crosses up and goes to the elbow. It's like, oh, it's going in. Like, I, I already know it. Yeah, and when that starts happening, you feel good about everything else. It's like, oh, those oh, yeah. are those are going in today. Okay, we're fine. And that's what happened in the first half, Isaac, is that when he started making the mid-range jumpers, I thought, oh, we're, we're good. There's nothing to worry about here. The only thing that ever would have concerned me in this game is if you got kind of Ohio State, Io, where he was not efficient, forcing a few things uncharacteristic to him. Here's Trent Frazier on the right side. He's looking to go into the lane. He might have something here. No, he's got to shovel it out to Io. So with six to go, Io is going to just take it himself, taking it to the right. Layup is up. No good. Oh, Jacob Grandison cannot. He was about to dunk it in again. Hey, do we got a BBV sighting out there? 13? Yes, we do, wow. actually. All right, 2.25 to go. Hey, I got to say something about this game. This is a total aside. The game started at 12.15. It is 2.02, and it's about to be over. And look at this. Yeah. Five team fouls on Illinois, three on Drexel. I think the officiating, I hope it's like this all tournament where you can just get in the flow of the game. It doesn't get mucked up. Of course, that could easily change Sunday when you play whoever you play. But yeah, I love it. A nice breezy start to the tournament, Isaac. Well, it turns out when you don't have Big Ten refs, they don't feel like they need to go to the monitor every five minutes. It's refreshing. So we'll we'll see what happens here the rest of the tournament. But What game was it yesterday where Borowski was working one of the games at Mackey Arena? And then he went to the scores table. Is it Drake, Wichita? That's it. And I think he changed Iowa with one more bucket. I think he changed the scores. Underwood calls a timeout, and the bench dudes are coming in. Yeah, so they changed the time, I think, from 8.2 to 7.8. It took two and a half freaking minutes to do this. As the guys are waiting to inbound it, they're ready for the last play of the game. Just a big pain in the butt. And, of course, I love it because... They like it's I've never been a Big Ten referee or whatever, so I guess I can't really talk, but they act as if they really need a second set of eyes a lot of times. So they'll they'll stop what they're doing and be like, all right, hey, Jimmy, you come over here. You look at this. Like, tell me what you think about this as if they need three different sets of people to figure out if there's 8.1 seconds or 8.2 seconds. Right. And if if the the elbow was intentional or if it was a basketball move and um Again, I've never <laughs> reffed a big basketball game like that, but a lot of the calls they miss, it's just like, what are you sitting there looking at? Yeah, and, and, and it's just the, the way it takes you out of the game. I mean, as a fan, it takes you out of the game. As a player, that was right before the last play of the freaking game, and you're just waiting for 0.4 seconds. Now, I know that the, the announcers were saying, well, hey, it's important to get, right, get it right, and of course it is. But it's just, it's always something with Big Ten officials, it seems like. It's always something. Now, I say that, and I also think it's dependent on your opponent, because when Illinois and Iowa played, I felt like both of those games were officiated beautifully. But that might just be because those two teams have a style of play where, I guess they can be physical, but there is this kind of free-flowing nature to their offense. So that, that might be a part of it. And that's why a Loyola-Chicago thing, I just imagine it being kind of a muck-it-up slow down game where you know you, you get the job done but you don't feel warm and fuzzy afterwards that that's why it's like i know the athleticism's better with the georgia tech but we smoke teams when we get out and run even if they're athletic themselves so let's let's do that let's just avoid sister jean and play georgia tech so wishful thinking perhaps isaac but that's who hey, i'm rooting you for know who else, you know who else has a great great defense and they've been on the They've been on a little rut here, but Michigan has one of the best defenses in the country. Look what you did to them. That's a great Ohio point. State, they play in the Big Ten. Iowa was terrible at defense, and they got playing a lot better defense. Like, would you rather play the number three or number four defense from the Big Ten or the supposed number one defense from the Valley Cup? Like, so I'm not, not super concerned. And 
Um, the only person that really seemed to have any problem with the referees in the Big Ten was Jordan Bohannon that I even think <laughs> of. So um, that means they must be doing something right. Is he a turd or what? And I love it. Listen, I, I love it. Stand him. Like, again, this is just my little rant. I'm not a D1 player that's getting crucified on Twitter, but if you're Fran McCaffrey, you got to imagine Tell that him a to point shut up. Like, dude, like, you realize that you are the only one that can look bad here. Like, if I'm trying to, th- if Trent or Curbelo started doing this to players, which I'm sure there's been games where they probably wanted to tweet back at people or like tweet back at or complain about the refs. Like, if Trent, if we lost the game and Trent tweeted out, like, oh, these refs, like, that's why we lost the game, it's like, that's a bad look for the entire program. And that just, you make it look like that's an acceptable excuse on your team. I, I don't know. That, no, I that's, think that's, that's fair. That's my take on it. No, and, and, you know, Io suspends his Twitter account, and I'm going total meatball fanboy here, but it's like, okay, well, this dude's locked in. And then meanwhile, you contrast that with Jordan Bohannon. Nothing against the not NCAA property thing, which I'm all for that, right? I think it is ridiculous that... I know these guys are getting fed and there are worse situations to be in than the NCAA tournament in Indy, but they are being sequestered in a bubble and unlike the NBA, they aren't getting paid for it. So I'm with the players. I'm totally with it on that. But it is the sort of sideshow stuff that he does where it's just, I I love it, frankly, because as an Illinois fan, I occasionally need to be reminded of my hatred for Iowa. And it's a fun hatred. It really is. I have a lot of fun with it. But Bohannon embodies everything that Illinois fans have hated about Iowa forever, which is the whiny white kid, clean-cut preppy dude that just complains about everything, including the foul that he thought was phantom against DeMonte or Adam Miller, even though his hand was on top of Adam Miller's hand. So that he embodies Iowa to me. Yeah, that was an interesting way to try to defend yourself, was put out a picture that looked if it wasn't close, it was definitely at least 60% a foul. Like (laughs) you can see where the ref called it. And it'd be interesting to know, or Jordan Bohannon's a great player, but looking at, I'm trying to think Luca Garza doesn't have a Twitter presence. I've never seen anything crazy from Jared Butler or Corey Kispert or whatever, like from the top guys in the country, it seems like they're all pretty dialed in uh, when it comes to just focusing on basketball and not focusing on that junk. All right, so a nice little backdoor. Ooh, Adam Miller lost this guy there. So 78 to 49. Barring an unforeseen collapse in the last minute, I was about to say Illinois will win. Of course they're going to win, but I think they'll cover too, as it looks like Tyler Underwood. Oh, no, that's only the yeah. fourth foul on Drexel, so he won't go to the line. This is beautiful. One minute to go, and Drexel starting to put in, I don't know, some of their bench warmers perhaps. Can't really tell, but all right, we're a minute away, Isaac, from moving on to the second round of the tournament. And there weren't too many moments of tension, but basically from the four minute mark in the first half to now, complete domination from Illinois and just the kind of tune up they needed. To be honest, Isaac, I felt like, all right, just get your bearings about you and Indy this first game. And then I think the rest of the stuff will start to take care of itself, including Sunday. Oh, 100%. This, you wanted this to be a tune up game, but again, you're not taking it lightly. And you haven't, clearly, besides the first few minutes, I think, when you were getting out-rebounded. Sunday, Sunday's when it really starts, and Brad Evans and a couple other people we've uh, heard talking about the Illinois team recently, they really feel like after the next couple games, Illinois should be able to outmatch just about everybody. So a lot of people that are high on Illinois feel like if they can get past the next two games and they, they could really sail to the final four and hopefully to the championship game. Um, you got to be ready for Loyola Chicago or Georgia tech, whoever you play. And then you got to be ready for Oklahoma state unless something, something crazy happens. All right. Let's see if who's the first guy off the bench to get a shot here. I think Underwood's going to make a shot here, Isaac. That's my prediction. Brandon Lieb dunk over or plus 1200. Oh, so close. So close. Well, Illinois will have the ball with 30 seconds to go. I assume that they're going to reset the shot clock because that was not a shooting foul. I don't think. And that will probably be it. What a great feed from Tyler Underwood. Ah, yeah, he's he's been hanging out with Curbelo. Oh, 20 on the shot clock. So we want to shoot it. Hawkins has been in for a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good to see him get some tick out there. Okay, Underwood with the ball. 
We got 10 coming up on the shot clock, 10 on the shot clock. He's going left. Pick from Lieb. He's trying to find Lieb. A little pick and roll action, perhaps. They're trying to do the same thing. Isaac, oh, he oh. misses it. Oh, wait, it's still Illinois ball. And we're going to dribble it out. Dagnam. All right. 78 to 49. Illinois advances to the round of 32 in the Big Ten, tur- Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament in Indianapolis with a win at the IUPUI Fieldhouse, Farmhouse. I forget what it's called, but yeah. Hey, something like that. Pretty nice, Isaac. That's great. Now, as I check the scoreboard before we let you go, I do see an early tight game between Ohio State and Oral Roberts, tied at 10 apiece. <laughs> Florida wins their game in overtime. I had them. Arkansas ends up stretching that lead and winning by 17. And the game's going on right now. Texas Tech up by eight against Utah State. And the aforementioned Oral Roberts, Ohio State. Before we go, Isaac, quick predictions on Oregon State, Tennessee. Tennessee is an eight and a half point favorite. They are really uh, loved by Ken Palm and all the other metrics. 21st in Ken Palm and a great defense. Do you think Tennessee gets it out of that game? No problem. I think they win, but I think Oregon State covers. Okay, so you think they covered the eight and a half. All right. I think that that is a pretty yep. large spread in a 512. And then in the 413, I find this interesting. Only a seven and a half point spread for Oklahoma State and Liberty. And I know that some people have gotten a little bit cute on Liberty. I don't know what they do well, Isaac. They are 98th in Ken Palm, Oklahoma State at 30 in Ken Palm, which is basically what last year's Illinois team was, right around 29 or 30. You think Oklahoma State wins that? And if so, handily or close? I think they'll get it done pretty handily. Every year, there's there's a handful of people that start buzzing about these upsets. And then if they look right, if they end up winning, it's like, oh my gosh, they're geniuses. And if they lose, it's like, well, everybody knew they were going to lose. So there's really not a ton of risk in starting to create some buzz around Liberty. All right. So that means that for the rest of the day, we are packed watching basketball. I know you got to get back to work, Isaac. So you think on Sunday, Illinois will play. That's a drum roll, I guess. Who do you think? We're going Loyola. The Ramblers of with sis, no, the Loyola Chicago sister jeans. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. But hey, that's a great start to the tournament. Illinois again wins yeah. by what uh, 78 to 49, 29. 29 points. That's not bad. They do cover and they do so in emphatic fashion. So Isaac, we will be watching closely. I would assume we'll know the game time tomorrow for whenever we play Hopefully, Sunday yeah. and we'll get back to it. I hope for an early one because I hate waiting. I like these early yep. starts. Agreed. It's hopefully, I think the weather's supposed to be nice. It's going to be a beautiful spring day. Beautiful spring day to sit inside and watch basketball all day. Perfect. Isaac, thanks so much, bud. Hey, yeah, have a good one, Carp. We'll see you. All right, so Isaac Ambrose is joining us here on the 200 level. Trevor should be back with us on Sunday. Just had some stuff to take care of today. Plus, he will be co-hosting with Lon on the drive this evening. All right, so that was impressive. That's how you want to start. There were no moments of genuine anxiety. I know I had the jitters early on. This is our first NCAA tournament game in eight years, and it's one where you cannot lose. You cannot do what Virginia did a couple years ago, and they didn't, and they look good, and reasons to be, I think, optimistic going into Sunday, regardless of who you play. Hey, without further ado, I'm going to get to the rest of these basketball games today on what is a sun-soaked, beautiful March afternoon. It's only 2.15. That was a quick game, efficient. No one got hurt. Everyone looked good dominance. And that's what you want to see from this Illinois team. So, hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And let's get the job done Sunday, regardless of opponent, which we'll know this evening around five o'clock. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the 200 level. Got to thank you listeners for giving us some just ridiculous numbers in the last month. And for good reason, Illinois fans are nuts. I'm one of those, and we're consuming every bit of Illini media we can. So we appreciate the fact that you tune in to this podcast as part of your Illini sports media rotation. Got to thank our sponsors, DP Doe. I'm on at dpdoe.com. We have Rector Construction, R-E-C-T-O-R Construction.com. We have 4th and Kirby at 4th and Kirby.com. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. My voice is feeling it. I'm going to go get some coffee, settle in. Watch some more basketball and sleep well tonight. Illinois moves on to the round of 32. We'll be back on Sunday, regardless of opponent, for the second round matchup for this Illinois team. I think they get it done regardless. That was a heck of a start. This team can do it, guys. They can do the whole damn thing. Meanwhile, this is Decadence. Out of your head from our latest album, Fever Dreams, anywhere music is streaming. 
Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Have a few adult beverages in celebration. Illinois is back in the tournament and looking pretty damn good. It is the 200 level.